Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association with Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. As usual, I'm Kyle Longton. I'm Hannah Wolfart. And we are delighted to have you with us today. It's December, and we are talking about the holidays. In particular, ASPA is talking about holiday health and coaching. Hannah, do you have something in particular that you are looking forward to this holiday season? Food-wise, Kyle? Yeah, sure. Anything. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing my family, of course. But uh, my sister is a big cook and a big baker, and she makes a sweet potato pie every Christmas. Now, aren't you so, from Massachusetts? I always think of sweet potato pie as being a, a, a Southern thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I've never had one. It's amazing. Um, and she is, she's a bit of a health nut herself. So she cuts the amount of butter in half that is put into the pie. Does that still it's, qualify? It's still, <laughs> it's still good. I don't know if it's qualifies as Southern, but that might be a little Massachusetts <laughs> twist to it. That sounds excellent. Excellent. What about, you know, I, I am looking, personally, I'm looking forward to, to staying home. I normally, we're traveling this time of year to visit our family. Uh, my wife and, and I, both our families come from Kentucky. And that is a, it, we usually drive. It is not too long, but with three kids, um, who are under the age of six, it can feel a lot longer. Um, so I'm looking forward to staying home, uh, this year, but what about holiday stresses? Do you either this year, maybe in years past, have you, have you dealt with any of those? Definitely. Well, I think, um, a couple of things. One is just being around so much family is stressful. This year, my aunt called me and said that we're having a family gathering, like all my cousins, everybody. And that wasn't in my plans for Christmas. So that's an unexpected stress. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. And I'm glad you, you broke the seal on talking about uh, stress and family. So I'm, I'm right there with you, you know, even staying here The my kids are going to be home for a while. I think my, my in-laws are coming to visit. I don't think they're going to stay with us this time, which is good um, for everybody just to have, have some space and some breathing room. Um, but yeah, that, that has been a, a source of stress for me for 30 years, I think, um, just, just anticipating the holidays and being pulled in a lot of different directions and feeling like you've got to meet these obligations. Well, uh, do you have any particular ways that you deal with that stress? Um, well, I, we've talked about this before, but I do have a therapist and so Good. making sure to talk to my therapist around the holidays is always really important for me. Um, another way that I like to deal with it is by taking, you know, a walk outside or exercising somehow. And that's also helpful with your health. So, um, that's usually the route I try to go down. My, my dog gets a lot of walks this time of year, um, regardless of where we are. But I, and, and I, I spoke to my, my, uh, counselor about this time actually last year, um, as, as family, um, things were coming in and my best friend, um, and I have had a pact for about, oh, 15 years that whenever we need to, we will text each other from the backyard, from the bathroom, from wherever we are. And we're there for each other when we need to be, um, particularly around the holidays. So, but th- those are not the only ways that that we can deal with stress. They're good, good ways to approach it in terms of looking for support and getting some exercise. But we've got two guests today who are going to share with us some other information about how to handle 
holiday temptations and holiday stresses. Um, and they are Dr. Jonathan S. Rubens and Leah Briggs. Um, Dr. Rubens is the chief medical officer of active health management. He brings more than 25 years of experience as a physician leader in both academic and community settings. As the CMO, Jonathan leads a multidisciplinary team of physicians, pharmacists, and nurses focused on building effective population health management programs and clinical analytic tools to promote evidence-based patient care. Jonathan is board certified in emergency medicine and a fellow of the American College of Emergency Physicians and American Academy of Emergency Medicine. Leah Briggs is the Senior Director of Clinical Solutions at Active Health and a registered nurse with over 13 years of case management experience. Along with Dr. Rubens, Leah leads the strategic evolution and clinical programs at Active Health Management, including the Lifestyle and Condition Coaching Program. So, Hannah, um, get your notebook out like I'm going to. We'll get get some tips for um, how to handle things in uh, this holiday season, and I hope our listeners will too. Today's episode includes a discussion of suicide. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know is considering suicide and needs help, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Jonathan Rubens and Leah Briggs, welcome to AFSPA Talks. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Good to be here with you. We're talking about holiday health challenges to uh, in the midst of the holiday season. And um, even though you've got a background in emergency medicine, Jonathan, we're not really here focused on burns that might come from that botched attempt at deep frying a turkey. Although I'm sure you've got stories you could tell us. Um, but I'm, I'm, hope- <laughs> I'm hoping you could take us a little, a little broader than that. Um, but generally, we, we might think that the holidays are supposed to be a joyous time for everybody. Uh, but not everybody's reality always lives up to that expectation or, or what we're taught to think of as the ideal experience. And I'm looking forward to discussing the various dimensions of health and, and holiday health, um, the individual pieces that we might think of, but also the whole person considerations. Um, and I'm hoping we can start with maybe a, a weak spot for a lot of us, at least for me, which is consuming holiday treats. Um, you know, Traditionally, we might think that the holidays are time to get together with family and friends, maybe colleagues, and overindulge. We'll have one more helping, another drink. We'll put another dessert on the plate. Um, or it might be the only time of year that, that our grandmother makes that special macaroni and cheese or our aunt makes that pie. Um, so is it okay to indulge a bit at the holiday gatherings? And, and what should we be thinking of when we approach the buffet? Sure. So, you know, holidays are great times and it really should be times to enjoy yourself, right? So thinking about that and thinking about how to be kind of easy with yourself in the holidays is the first thing. So right up front, I'm going to tell you that, you know, we all acknowledge sticking to some sort of rigid plan during the holidays is tough. There's lots of stuff going on, particularly that affects those holiday treats, right? You're traveling, you're not at home, you're not in your routine, you're stressed out about the person you're going to see or haven't seen in a while, there's family pressures, and like you mentioned, there's lots of favorite foods around. So all of those things make it difficult, but it is certainly okay to indulge, and you really should allow yourself to indulge because depriving yourself doesn't work. Um, You know, we in the business of of population health and well-being, we know that, you know, a plan that you can stick to, something that you can relive day after day after day is what stays with you, not something that uh, is full of binges and purges. So 
it's certainly okay to give yourself a latitude to have a little bit of the things you enjoy and allow the things you enjoy that are specific to this time of year. It helps you make, maintain control. Um, and there are lots of strategies for how to do that, right? Some of that is moderation. You hear this from your parents all along growing up, you know, do things in moderation is the best way to do it. That includes drinking alcohol, understanding the effects of, you know, that alcohol is essentially a sugar in and of itself as a chemical compound. So what does that mean for people who have blood sugar problems and things like diabetes? And being the emergency physician, I'm also going to say it also means always having a designated driver if you're going to drink when you're partying at the holidays, right? Amen. Safety is a big big thing here. So I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that. Some other things that can help you with those holiday treats are trying to stick to what is your normal schedule of things. If you normally eat dinner at seven o'clock at night and you're not going to a party till nine thirty or 10, eat dinner at seven o'clock at night or at least eat a snack or something heavy so that you, when you get to the party, A, you're not starving and you know, B, you can have a little more judgment about what happens. Um, you won't feel so compelled to fill up on all the, the pre-stuff, the hors d'oeuvres and the appetizers, and then eat a meal and then eat dessert and all those other things, because you'll already be sort of full when you get there. So that's something to, to be mindful of. And from a physiologic standpoint, eating at your normal times of day um, and putting something in your stomach before you go to the party helps maintain your blood sugar level, which is another thing that sort of normalizes the, those cravings. Think about what you're eating. Um, you know, think about... If someone asks you to bring something to a party, bring something healthy. Bring something you can nosh on that is that you're not going to feel guilty about, right? Um, so there's at least a choice there if you're you're faced with a room full of choices that you would rather not have. Uh, make trades in the things you eat. If you're watching carbohydrates, if you're going to eat sweets, then you know lighten up on the potatoes or the bread stuff. Um, some of this for some of that. And you know, one message I want to keep kind of hammering home to you guys is that. Everything, a slip is not a catastrophe. It's okay if you slip up, if you have one party of indulgence, fine. Acknowledge it. Say, this is what happened. This is what I did. I'm going to do better tomorrow and move on. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, you know, it, it's okay to, to go off your plan at some point. And certainly if you have conditions that, you know, are are affected by metabolism, affected by food, affected by um, the things that you're doing, be, be proactive about it. Talk to your provider, figure out a plan, how to better monitor your blood sugar, monitor your blood pressures or your weights or whatever may be important from your provider standpoint. And remember to get a lot of rest because sleep also affects your metabolism and it also affects those cravings. It makes you want to eat more of the things you probably don't want to eat a lot of. So I think those are some strategies that we can all use um, in some form or fashion to help us with the holiday treat issue. And and having that those those plans in place, you know, when you're going to go to a, a place where there's some temptations, and planning for it um, is a, is a great way to approach it. Um, now, one of the things that many of us don't plan for but encounter around the holidays um, is weight gain. Um, we're we're maybe indulging more than we should sometimes, and and for a lot of us, at least those of us in the northern hemisphere, the weather might not be uh, might not lend itself to getting out and exercising as often. Um, I've got my sweater on. Um, I'm not hiding too many extra pounds just yet, but but there are strategies to do that. But how? What what are some ways that we can stay active during the holidays? You know, how important is that, and how do we do it? So one thing that most people don't realize is that most Americans put on between two to five pounds of weight during the holidays during just this six weeks of the year. 
So if you think about that um, year after year after year, if you don't lose it the following year, this is how we get to a 30% yeah. uh, of our population being obese. It just adds up over time. So even though two to five pounds sounds like a little bit, just keep that in the back of your mind and think, you know, how do I keep this from happening to me? It's critically active. It's critically important to stay active during the holidays. Um, and activity can be lots of things. You know, physical activity can, can be targeted exercise or it could just be moving in ways that are purposeful um, and important during the day. Um, we know just like it's hard to maintain your nutrition schedule, it's hard to maintain an exercise schedule. Even if you're someone who exercises three times a week at 6 a.m. every day, I go to the gym. If you're traveling or if you're doing other things, it's hard that interrupts your schedule, right? So you have to think about exercise and, and movement and activity as I'm going to do all these other things. This is going to be the me time. This is going to be my antidote for all the bad things I'm going to do. It's going to help mitigate the sodium I'm going to con consume and the alcohol and the calories, right? And then also, as you're telling yourself this, as you think about exercise and activity as your me time, as your investment in yourself, as your gift to yourself during the holidays, right? Think about why are you doing this? Um, what are the benefits that you're going to garner from this? We know that movement and exercise really help with stress reduction, and everybody will tell you holidays are a stressful time, right? Well, exercise helps you because exercise helps re release those endorphins that enable you to have the mood elevation to deal with the stress and the anxiety and other things that come along. It helps you combat your chronic conditions. So again, if you're someone with diabetes or blood sugar issues, it helps normalize those helps you maintain weight and keep those two to five pounds at bay so that you don't have to deal with them every year. Um, and you just have to think about ways to be creative to do this. So even if you're outside of your normal routine, um, figure out and plan ahead, as you said earlier, about what you're going to do. So if you're traveling somewhere else, before you even go, think about while I'm there, how am I going to keep my movement and my exercise going? What tools can I take with me? What do I need? Do I have things from my provider? Do I have things from my plan? Do I have an app on my phone? Do I have other things that I can use to identify where I'm going to exercise, what exercise I'm going to do, what I need to get that done, and do I need to take an exercise band with me if I'm going to be in a hotel room or something of that sort. Mm. Planning ahead helps a lot, right? Um, and also using the opportunities that you have. So you're going to be with family and friends. If you're going to have a big holiday meal, make a plan, make a, a fun thing out of it. Say, okay, we're going to walk before dinner because we know we're all going to eat too much. Or we're going to walk after dinner before we have dessert. And by the time you get back, you may decide, eh, it's really not that important to me. I'd rather sit around and talk to people or play a game or do whatever it is than sit around a table and eat a lot of sweet stuff. Um, find a gym or something locally if that works. Use your map or apps on your phone to find things for you to do. And just... You know, again, back to my, my earlier thought, which is be easy with yourself. Remember that little bits help. Just like um, little bits of calorie limitations help. Having one cookie instead of two helps. Uh, exercising for 10 minutes helps. We want everybody to get 30 minutes of good um, extra cardiovascular exercise in every day, preferably. Certainly at least three times, three to five times a week. But if you can't do that, do 10-minute blur during the day. Um, those three 10-minute sessions add up to just as much health benefit to you as the 30-minute sessions does. So don't uh, sell yourself short and say, well, I don't really have all this time. Use the time that you have. Put it on your calendar. Put it on the schedule. Put it, schedule it in your holiday day and say, this half hour, I'm going to be inaccessible to people because I'm going to do this for me. It's going to be my meantime. 
And then, you know, being kind to yourself and saying, okay, so I missed a day because I was in the airport all day, or I missed a day because we were doing this preparation for the holiday, but tomorrow got to get back at it. One day is just one day. It's a miss. When you get to two days, it starts becoming a habit and that's what you want to avoid. I, I appreciate that uh, on both the, the exercise and the indulgence side that uh, a slip on either of those on one day doesn't, doesn't have to set the, the tone for the whole holiday season. You've, you've got a new opportunity the next day or even the next minute. Um, and, and I appreciate you Absolutely. emphasizing that. Yeah. Well, I want to come back to a couple of things that, that you've touched on several times. And one of those is um, around chronic conditions. So we've talked on this program, a number of episodes devoted to chronic conditions. And generally, you know, a lot of us think of chronic conditions as, as physical conditions. Um, and these may require special attention over the holidays. And you, you've alluded to this. The last, last year was my first holiday season living with diabetes. I did try to stay away from the the treats that my mother-in-law and others made. She's an elementary school teacher. So she got a lot of treats from her students, even through virtual school um, stuff was being dropped off, but um, that was hard. And so there are obviously a number of chronic conditions. You've touched on some of those and, and you're helping people manage them. You and your team are helping people manage them every day. But I wonder if you have any general strategies that you can suggest for, for those of us who are living with and, and trying to manage chronic conditions. Sure. So I think the first thing to recognize is, you know, like you and like a lot of us, you're not alone, right? Of of the people sitting around your dinner table at Christmas, half of them are going to have some kind of chronic condition in all likelihood. So this is not just a you problem. This is not you're alone in this and you're the only person facing these challenges. So that is part of the battle right there is understanding how many of us are really living with chronic conditions today. And then understanding what your personal chronic conditions are and what that means for you. So again, we talked a little bit about blood sugar and diabetes or sodium and hypertension, for instance. Um, Those are the kinds of things to be mindful of. Um, You know, people newly newly diagnosed want to do what you did last year. I'm going to be good. I'm going to miss all the good stuff. And that's admirable. And if you have that kind of (laughs) self-control, I think that's really good. I didn't every day. Yeah. But, you know, there are those who aren't. And so I think, again, you have to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to try to be good. It's okay to do, you know, a little bit of this in moderation. I know this is outside of my normal. You know, most of us don't drink eggnog every day, right? But a little cup of eggnog in a week of Christmas is not going to upset your apple cart completely. So think about that and think about how not to deprive yourself. But be mindful of the things that you can do. And so for your, for, you know, chronic medical conditions, again, sleep is going to be one of the key things. You don't get enough rest during the holidays. You're running around, you're shopping, you're going to parties, you're trying to fit in work and all this other stuff. Remember that your metabolism, your blood sugar, all of those things, how you feel during the day, what you crave in terms of foods and, and food types and carbohydrates and that sort of thing, all really rests in how well you rest the night before, what your cortisol levels and other things do while you're sleeping and how your body really repairs itself on the day before. So make sure your sleep schedule is not getting that disruptive. And then, you know, don't feel guilty about being who you are and, and the things, the challenges you're facing. Like I said, half those people around your table are facing the same thing. Communicate with the people you're with. You know, tell them, hey, this is the first year I'm facing this challenge. Can you help me with this, right? Or I'm coming to your party tomorrow and, you know, I may be a little different because I'm, I have to do this or that, or I can't eat these things now. 
Um, and, and set the expectation with yourself and with friends early and you will find acceptance probably much more often than you think about it and people willing to help you, right? People willing to say, Oh, I won't push you to drink, you know, five shots of tequila with me. <laughs> I know this is a problem. I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be your friend and try to help you not to do these things. Um, think about your health in general. You know, the, this was last year and this year as well. We're all facing and looking at this COVID thing and trying to figure out now what's happening with Omicron variants and other things. What's your level of comfort? What's your personal risk um, from a chronic condition standpoint? As we know, people with chronic conditions are more prone to worsening complications from having a COVID infection. And and have those conversations with people around vaccination. I was recently on a trip with friends and for a big bunch of us, and one person is, is has a compromised immune system, and we're all friends. She said, I have to ask you all, how many of you are vaccinated? And so she could be proactive and plan, you know, what she wanted to do. So I think that's a, certainly a reasonable tack to take. Think about the things that you need to know about your health that you monitor on a day-to-day basis, and don't give that up during the holidays, right? So if you monitor your blood sugar on some frequency, make sure you continue to do that. Talk to your provider. Maybe you need to do that more frequently based upon what your plans are. Um, And that could be travel or food or lots of other things. Um, If you follow your blood pressure, continue to follow your blood pressure. You'll see what's happening with it. And that can be a trigger and a warning sign to you that maybe I'm overdoing it a little bit or maybe I need to modify my my regimen or maybe I need to contact my provider. So, you know, those are things you don't want to give up on. And particularly people with chronic conditions like kidney disease or heart failure for whom um, what we call fluid balance really matters, measuring your weight and understanding whether or not that's going up precipitously in a day or two after you had, you know, stuffing or ham or something that was full of sodium. Um, it's important. It keeps you out of the emergency department from seeing doctors like me, <laughs> and it keeps you out of trouble, you know, more serious trouble with your conditions. And again, with your nutrition, making those trade-offs and deciding, okay, I'm going to have this thing, but to have this thing, I'm going to trade off having these other things today. And even if you, you know, have smaller portions of the things that you really like, sometimes you'll find you, know, you really want that huge slice of cake or that huge piece of pie, but sometimes a few bites of it is really enough if you, if you are full with other stuff or you, you're thinking about your eating in a more mindful way. And, and really being mindful of sort of the things that are hidden inside the foods, the sugars, the fats, and that kind of thing. And once again, chronic condition management, whatever it may be, a key to that is exercise. So not giving up on that and making sure that you're making some time for you to get that done really will help you manage those conditions during this time. All right. We got to do the exercise. I got message received. I got it. Um, <laughs> well, and and you mentioned exercise as a way to to help manage stress, and and I'm hoping we can talk a little bit about you know mental and behavioral health needs, including stress during the holidays, and dive into that a bit. Um, you know, maybe that that's a broad category. Um, you know, mental behavioral needs and, and stress itself, but. Um, can you talk a little bit about the forms that that stress may take, particularly this time of year, and, and how people might be able to manage it? Sure. This is a really important thing and sort of one of my pet peeves. We as healthcare providers of the healthcare system have really kind of divided people into two things, mental health and their physical health. And it's an artificial distinction. We are whole people. <laughs> and that is a continuum of our health that includes our brains, our you know, our bodies and our minds, and we should really think of it that way, and the health system that we interact with needs to think of it that way. Um, so when you think of holidays and you think of stress and you think of 
um, challenges. The challenges are not just physiological. They're not just, you know, heart, blood pressure, lung, um, you know, blood sugar. They are, you know, how am I feeling? What's my emotional state? Uh, what's my level of stress? What's my level of anxiety? All of that makes up the whole person. And you have to pay attention to the whole person because those things have an inordinate effect on the chronic conditions we were just talking about in particular. And holiday stress is real for most people. Um, and it comes from lots of things and, you know, people are stressed out by different things, but sometimes things you don't think about. There's oftentimes we talk about there being a loneliness epidemic in the United States, um, even though we are more connected than ever. Um, particularly with older populations, we see that there are people who don't have the connection during the holidays, and that can be a source of stress for them, uh, just being alone and not having the family or the connections that they need to help support them. The complete uh, inverse of that is people overload, right? Sometimes it's too much. <laughs> it's a house full of people, it's people you'd rather not see. <laughs> you know, it's, you'd rather be hanging out with three to five friends if you're a party of 100 people and maybe you're not you know, a people person. So people overload can certainly be a source of stress. We do to ourselves probably the worst stuff, which is overscheduling, trying to do too much in too short a period of time and trying to please everyone. I'm going to get to everyone's party because I don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt or I'm going to eat this because I don't want them to feel bad or... You know, all of those kinds of things, you have to be much more centered in, in self and think about what's right for me and how do I communicate that in a way to, to the people that I care about so that they understand and respect what's important for me. Depression at the holidays, we know, we hear a lot about. Um, and when people are missing loved ones or can't get to their family or they've had tragic things happen at this time of year that they recall all of those things can engender feelings of depression or sadness and that's real and we need to acknowledge that and you know sort of make plans for that particularly for someone for whom this is recurring every year at this holiday time you know some people those same holiday songs that trigger happiness in some of us trigger real sadness in others for those reasons it's also a very uh, frequent time of the year when we hear about suicides. And we don't really probably talk about this enough, but the key here really is being a good listener and being someone who uh, people can come to. People can say, I'm not feeling well, and or I'm sad about this, or I'm, you know, I'm concerned that I might hurt myself. And really, you know, being an advocate for them and helping them to get to care. Sometimes it's all about just listening to someone, hearing the warning signs, and getting them the help that they need. Real anxiety happens to people during the holidays. You know, they're worried about politics around the dinner table. Am I going to have to fight with someone about whether they're red or whether they're blue or whether they're, you know, what their feelings are about COVID, all that kind of stuff. There are real issues with kids, in particular teens and preteens and adolescents around identity, gender identity in particular, or appearance issues come up. Um, our LGBTQ youth report really high levels of need for social support this time of year, and family and friends are the support they're looking for. Those kids are much less likely to hurt themselves or harm themselves if they have that kind of support. And that support can be found around the dinner table, right, at Christmas or around the tree or in church or other places where they may happen to be. And for us, you know, being an ally for those kids and, and showing those messages of support, understanding their difference, being their community is really, really vital this time of year. So that, that's another way we can sort of combat some of this anxiety that happens in people. 
And then the other two things I always think about are, you know, the financial stress. Are you overspending? What's your Christmas budget? (laughs) I'm sure that never happens for anybody this time of year. Yeah. (laughs) Have I saved enough money for this Amazon bill? You know how many times have I said, put it in the cart, all of that. You have to think about that. Um, And the people really feel the pressure to buy more stuff, whether they can afford it or not. And, you know, is the holiday really about buying stuff? You sort of have to bring it back to that. And for, for me personally, I'm not a person who likes to travel. I like to go places. I like to be other places, but the actual act of traveling just unnerves me. I don't like to have to deal with the whole airport thing and, you know, all of the, the vagaries that happen with travel. For me, that's anxiety producing. And I'm sure I'm not, I'm not alone in that sense. So the ways that you can manage all this stuff, um, and you just really have to think about, first and foremost, what am I feeling? Do I feel sad? Do I feel depressed? Do I feel angry, anxious? Acknowledge the feeling. Identify it. Acknowledge it. Sit in it for for a minute, five minutes and say, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Validate the fact that this is an okay emotion for you to have, right? And then decide what to do about it. Um, If you try to ignore it, try to push it out, try not to pay attention to it, you're not dealing with it and it will continue to reside with you. And you're not giving yourself the opportunity to make a conscious decision about what to do about it next. So really acknowledging and sitting in your feelings is key. The other thing is connecting with people about it. So whether this is, you know, in person or whether this is in our virtual world, we all have lots of of friends and connections in many ways these days. Leverage those connections in a way to say, excuse me, hey, I'm feeling this way. And I just feel like I wanted to tell somebody that or I needed to acknowledge that or, you know, even... Do you know what she said to me? That <laughs> maybe five minutes of that will help you. you know? It's worth it rather than, uh, you know, just sitting on it yourself. And making sure that you're still staying connected to whatever your community is, whether that's family, whether that's friends, whether that's work, whatever it may happen to be. That really realistic goal for yourself in the holidays. Stop with the expectations. Accept that. Today is going to be what it's going to be. Here are the things I plan. If they happen, they happen. If they don't, they don't. It's really going to be okay. Tomorrow's another day. This is the same thing with the food and with the exercise, right? I'm planning to exercise today. I didn't get on the treadmill. Okay, bad move. Tomorrow I'm going to do better and move on. Don't expect that, you know, everybody's going to make the food exactly the way you want or the, we're going to play the exact game we play every year at Christmas, or so-and-so is going to sing this a certain way. Let it go. <laughs> you know? I, I get to be the hat Monopoly still, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You know, you have to hide it, put it in your pocket so nobody can have it, and then you can be the hat Monopoly. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and thinking about the people you, you're interacting with or people you're concerned about having a disagreement with, I always tell people this, try to find the third truth, right? There's this thing about the way you see the world, the way I see the world, but where do we have commonality, right? Let's work on the commonality. Let's talk about that. And let's leave this other stuff for some other time. Our holidays don't have to be filled with that. Most people you can do that with. There will be people you cannot. Most people you have to create another strategy for. But I think in most places where there's disagreements, you can figure that out. Managing your finances learning to say no. This is my favorite thing. No is a complete sentence. No, period. Doesn't require explanation. Doesn't require anything else. No. Learn to say it. Learn to believe that it's okay for you to say, that's not for me. 
um, you know, making yourself a priority in that way, making yourself a priority in your choices and your exercise, that kind of thing. Sometimes disconnecting from the real world helps. There's a lot going on out there. And if with all the other holiday stress, maybe you don't need the stress of CNN every day or Fox News or whatever you listen to be a constant source of information. Maybe a week without that would be okay. You know, think about not adding more to your plate and, and keeping in mind the things that you can do. And reach out for help. This is really one of the key things is in addition to being kind to yourself, think about what your resources are. You've got family, use them. You have religious leaders that, that you're connected with. There's a connection. Your friends, your community. If you don't have those things, there are hotlines you can leverage. You have a provider, a healthcare provider, be it a nurse practitioner, a physician assistant, a nurse, a, a doctor. Reach out to them. They have resources for you. They may just be the person you need to speak to. Your health plan has resources. Just like uh, Active Health has our lifestyle and condition coaching program that will be coming up for you all in the new year. There are lots of resources that your health plan provides that can help you find resources if you're having more and more difficulty with dealing with these holiday stressors. So there's lots out there. Don't isolate yourself. Be kind to yourself. Leverage what you can. Well, you, you, you laid out the perfect segue to talk about the Lifestyle and Condition Coaching Program. I, I wonder, before we get to the specifics there, can you talk to me about coaching? Because I think that is a great resource and an underutilized resource that a lot of people have access to, including foreign service benefit plan members, you know, um, how, what is coaching? How does it differ from care? Um, and why might somebody want to engage in it? I'm going to ask yeah. Leah, our colleague, to talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to. So that's a great question. And we get that all the time. Why would I need a coach? And the best way for me to think about that is, is to really put myself in that situation. Imagine at some point, I think we might all have been here at some point, sitting in the doctor's office and, and the doctor has told us, um, the good Dr. Jonathan has told us that we need to make some sort of lifestyle change to make ourselves healthier. It could be that we need to exercise more, like you mentioned, or quit tobacco and the dreaded lose weight. If we've ever been there, you, you know what you need to do. They've told you. And if that was enough, we'd all be in tip top shape and, and we all wouldn't be here. Yeah. But knowing what needs to be done and doing it aren't exactly the same thing. And so generally you leave the office or maybe it's you step on that scale on December 28th and you find those two to five pounds that Jonathan mentioned and you're ready. You're finally ready. This, you've hit your spot, your moment that matters, that you're ready to make a change. Where do you start? Um, the options for me personally, they're dizzying. And uh, if we're honest, sometimes even conflicting. For me, that's exactly where lifestyle and condition coaching kind of is a great spot for you to start. So a coach is just like a, a team coach. They're, they're a coach that's going to join you on your journey to better health. They are registered dietitians, exercise physiologists, registered dietitians, social workers, and even certified tobacco cessation specialists, all holding multiple degrees and certifications in their respective fields of study. And just like that sports team coach, we're going to become your trusted guide and your mentor along that journey to your positive lifestyle changes. And we're going to listen to you. We're going to learn about your life, how, how that uh, casserole that you're looking forward to on Christmas Eve is, is important to you. And it, and it does have an emotional connection to you and, and work with you on strategies where you don't have to eliminate that, where you can, you can keep 
some of those time uh, honored traditions around food, around the games you play with your families um, and the enjoyment, and also be able to stay on your journey to, to positive and, and good health. We're going to learn your strengths, your weaknesses, um, the role you play in life, whether it's a caregiver or a, a spouse or um, a, a child. We all have roles we play in life, and those are critically important to understand as we develop plans and goals alongside of you, including actionable steps, ways that you can actually make progress, baby steps towards those uh, goals that you're looking for. I, I think that's that's fantastic. And I think I really appreciate you emphasizing that the, the coaches people will be connecting with have specific training to, to help meet specific goals. And that that's fantastic. So you mentioned weight loss, you mentioned tobacco cessation specialists and, and uh, registered dietitian nutritionists and, and so forth. So what other ways I, I, I've, I've shared with others in some of our other webinars and so forth that lifestyle conditioning coaching um, is it will address more than 40 different health goals and conditions and so forth. So why might somebody turn to the LCC program? Yeah. So we do have a number of conditions. 40 is a really great number. Uh, we do identify those members for our condition coaching program. And the actual condition list is too long for us to even even measure. When when you're working with our coaches and you do have a condition or a health goal that you want to meet, we're going to help you develop that action plan. We're going to get you some actionable steps to to be able to meet those goals. Some of the most common conditions that we we do see and we handle pretty routinely: high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes that I heard you mention, mm -hmm. um, but also pre-diabetes and metabolic syndrome. We want to help you as you're moving towards those conditions. And we want to want to help you get on a path to, to maybe delay those conditions or prevent them altogether. Um, uh, back pain is a huge one. We, we see a lot of uh, low back pain, neck pain. That's a, that's a big one that we're able to help really work with our members and get them doing some some good uh, options for relieving that pain at home and, and respiratory conditions like asthma and COPD, mm. whether it's in you yourself or maybe a, a child that you're a caregiver for, or even a parent, we have plenty of resources available to help you with all of those situations. And maybe it isn't a condition that you actually want help with. You know, we talked about weight loss and we talked about other uh, smoking cessation, but behavior change can be in any number of, of arenas there. And we can coach you through those as well. Our coaches are able to support you through your weight loss goals, the stress management that Jonathan mentioned, and to help develop healthy sleeping behaviors and, and specialized support for your journey to quit tobacco. And with the right support, our programs can help you lower your health risk. So we have a strong record of improving health with almost over 60% of our members demonstrating um, improvements in blood pressure, cholesterol, smoking, stress when they work with a coach. So it, it's pretty powerful work that we're, we're doing over here. And as an added benefit, uh, ASSPA has chosen to provide incentives for many of these activities as well. That that is right, and and I'll be sharing at the end of the program where you can find out information about that. But yes, you can earn up to a hundred and fifty dollars a year by engaging in some of the LCC programs, uh, along with other programs. Maximum benefit of four hundred dollars, but but take advantage of that. Thank you, Leah, for reminding us of that because I I likely would have forgotten to mention it. Um, all right, so how 
are people engaging with the coach? If, if somebody says it's 3 a.m. and they say, I'm tired of being up and only getting two or three hours of sleep a night, I want to lose weight, um, I need to get my asthma under control, be adherent to my medications, whatever it is. Are, is this telephonic coaching? Is it online? Are they just going to send me something to read and, and I've got to email them back? How does it work? Yeah. So we've got resources for you uh, that you can access at any point when you're ready to make that change. And, and like you mentioned, there are different needs uh, based on what your goals are. And some people are quite content and happy to do that self-guided journey. And we absolutely have the resources to support you for that. To get started on, on your journey, the easiest place is to go to myactivehealth.com forward slash FSBP. And from there, you can access multiple levels of support. Uh, we've got the self-guided journeys for over 100 topics. There's anything from the, the condition you might be wanting to work on or the one you want to work on with your your you know, child, your pediatric uh, family member, or maybe an elderly caregiver. We've got topics to cover everything, the financial stress that, that Jonathan mentioned. Um, there's something here for everyone. I promise at 3 a.m. you'll find something to soothe that worrying mind and get yourself back to a healthy sleeping pattern. <laughs> or you, while you're on the website, you can also um, sign up for a group coaching session. We have uh, several topics that that can help in these, these different areas. Um, in a group coaching session, a coach is going to interact with you virtually to explore the ins and outs of the conditions. And it's usually a series of sessions that you can attend to learn more about diabetes or high blood pressure, um, weight management, but also things like meal planning and, and stress reduction nice. habits. Uh, and for some people, this is a really good, um, a good space where they're able to learn and interact and ask questions, but maybe not have that full one-on-one -on -one experience. And of course, we have the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, these are incredible sessions that, that you, can, you can hear the passion coming through. And Jonathan talks about some of our, our coaching techniques. Um, all of that will be completely tailored and personalized to you during your session. We're going to really get to know you. Um, and, and if for some reason you don't want to log on to the website, you can always call and talk to us. We'll get you right over to a coach and get started right away. Um, the site is is an incredible site. Uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about the site. It's yeah. really cool. So on the site, you can actually, in addition to the digital health journeys you can get to, you can also complete your HRA. Um, and you can also engage with, with patients that are in, and members that are similar to you with uh, similar conditions and, and have an experience there you know, to, in, in a safe place where we know that you're getting good education inside of the, the, the site there. And, and of course, you can do the tracking that also uh, feeds your incentives and, and gets you those incentives. And when the hustle of the holiday season's over, I hope that, that everybody will take a, take a few minutes and check out the site. There's a lot of really cool things out there to help you through your journey. I hope so too. I'm 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 looking forward to to more people taking advantage of this program, meeting those health goals, earning those incentives. Thanks again for highlighting those HRA seventy five dollars, um, uh, and renewable every year. So please please take advantage of that. But um, I am excited about this program. Uh, it will be available starting in January, as you all have mentioned, and um, and I hope we can check in again next year to see how things are going with our with our members. But before we wrap up today. Uh, Jonathan, Leah, do you all have any final thoughts, any any wisdom um, that we didn't already cover that you can share with our members um, for this holiday season? Well, I, I want to say thanks for having us, Kyle. It's fun to have a chat with you. Um, I just want to re re reiterate some of the things we just said, which are, you know, 
holidays are a great time. They're fun, enjoyable, the people you like, the food, the traditions, things that are really meaningful to you. But we know there's a little bit of angst and stress and other things that come along with that. And that's okay. We want you to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Make yourself a priority. You know, lower temper the expectations a little bit. And remember that the little things matter. Moderation matters. Time matters. Exercise matters. What kinds of foods you choose and activities. And that there's support out there for you. Reach out for it if you need it. Remember that no matter what you're feeling this holiday season, good or bad, you're not alone. And that there are people who can support you and that even your health plan has things that can support you. And as your partner coming up in 2022, our LCC program and our coaches and nurses are available to support you. And we're looking forward to your well-being journeys in the new year. So thanks for having us, Kyle. Thank you. Lena, any final thoughts? Nope, he said it great. I couldn't couldn't sum it up any better. We're looking forward to, to seeing some of you in, in lifestyle and condition coaching in the new year. Wonderful. Well, thank you both for being with us today for for sharing your expertise, you know, about managing uh, all the challenges that may come with the holidays and and being able to enjoy the the perks that come along, and also for giving us a preview of the um, lifestyle and condition coaching program that our FSBP members will have access to very soon. Thank you all, and happy holidays. Foreign Service Benefit Plan members can take advantage of the Lifestyle and Condition Coaching Program beginning in January 2022. Learn more at afspa.org slash FSBP slash wellness dash programs. Thanks for joining us for this episode of AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and tell your friends about it. We welcome your feedback on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Look for at AFSPA Cares. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. Comments offered by the hosts or guests are not intended as medical advice. Please direct questions about your personal health needs to a provider. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or other products offered by ASPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Special thanks as always to Hannah Wolfhart for producing, editing, and mixing this episode. We'll see you next time.